Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Mamoudis. And in a second, we will get into discussing the Leeds Cup final, the game against RSL, and the game against SKC. We will be previewing the games against San Jose, which happens later tonight, and then the game of the weekend, which is against Colorado. So, let's get into it. Um, Apologies for any of the quality uh, being not as high as it usually is, as we are not in our normal studio, um, but should still be a great episode. Let's get into it. David Mimudis, are you there? Good to be here. So let's get right into uh, the games. We'll go in. Uh, we'll go as we usually do from last, from less recent to more recent. So that takes us all the way back to the game against RSL. Sounders continue to struggle in Utah, falling 1-0. Uh, thoughts on this game in general, thoughts on RSL's goal? Yeah, you know, a, a frustrating game. Um, you know, sort of one long-range shot that went in. Um, well, okay, no, that's right. The, the, no, there was long-range shot that almost went in from Herrera, yeah. but then... Uh, then it was the cross that ended up going in, which sort of seemed like a, a little bit of inattention from from the Sounders, um, you know. And Stefan Fry obviously did good work to to keep it at only one, um, but just you know, it felt like we just didn't find a way to put pressure on their goal in response. Yeah, I actually missed seeing this goal live since it happened right after halftime. Um, uh, but definitely seeing the replay, just like a, just falling asleep on on defense a little bit. Um, I thought we we played we played well in this game. Um, obviously, scoreline didn't show it. Um, but for playing in Utah, I thought we looked better than we have in in some years past. Um, pretty much. Um, I mean, I liked that we still saw our normal starters out um, with with still with uh, about with four days rest um, before the next game, um, even though some had just played on. I guess Joe Paulo didn't play. Was there anyone else who who rested? Um, I guess Leva started in place of Kellen Rowe also, um, yeah. but. And Yamar started off the bench. Yamar came off the bench, but still Raul, um, still Raul up top. Um, also, uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, it didn't feel like we were like we were pushing this game aside. Is is my main point there, uh, which is what which which made me happy. Um, Unfortunately, um, ended up driving points and then off to Vegas and didn't get the result we would have hoped for. So let's move on to this game. This game even more depressing than the RSL game. 
course, the Sounders score first. And really, for most of the first half, uh, most of the first half in the early parts of the game, Sounders clearly the better team against Leon. Right, definitely looking like we were controlling the pace of the action, looking the more dangerous team. What And then, so then let's talk about the goal um, for the Sounders. Christian Roldan scores the first goal um, right after halftime. What were your thoughts on, um, on that goal? Uh, comes from, uh, uh, comes from, Smith or Smith or Rodana Smith getting forward oh, was not Madronda. I think from from wasn't it Rui Diaz to yeah um to Madronda to Roldan yeah yes um, that's right you know Rui Diaz you know doing his doing his work to get to the ball where he needs to and and making a great pass um Madronda being willing to do the running and Christian Roldan being willing to, you know, run anywhere that he thinks there's some chance of benefit from. And then Raul Roy Diaz right after right after Rodon made it one zero. Roy Diaz with a very, very clear chance to make it two zero. And if he scores this, it's a very, very different game. Totally because after that first goal, they had momentum. Leon had momentum. Um, and if that single goes in, that kills their momentum. Um, um, so that right, I can't remember that that chance was before they brought in their their three subs. I think yes, that's um, right. You know they were clearly panicked then. Um, it's not clear to me it would have changed the course of the game. You know it might have changed the final score obviously because it was a one goal difference in the end. But you know Leon was clearly panicked. They knew they had to check to do something to shake something up. Um, and right, the Sounders just unlucky to only have a one a one goal lead. So, what did you think about the the substitutions um, that that Schmetzer, um implicated? A lot of people um, complaining after the game that he took too long to go to the bench. Um, obviously, Leon made the three person sub, um, and then. They really, those were the three that helped get them over the line. And right. You know, in retrospect, when we had a hard time from, you know, minute 60 to minute 82 or something, um, or minute 85 even, then, um, and then looked better for the, for the last 10 minutes of the game in stoppage time when we got that consolation goal, um, there's always the question of what if those last 10 minutes had actually been 30 minutes? You know, would we have been able to put more pressure back on Leon? And, you know, could Bruin have scrambled another goal? Yeah, I thought the substitutions were good from um, Brian. Um, I, I didn't think, uh, obviously, like we, we were playing well. Um, we were playing well before they uh, made their substitutions. So there was nothing that I really thought should happen, except maybe Will Bruin coming on a little sooner. That was the that's the only one. Um, he came on because he came on later um, than I, I uh, than it's than I would have expected. So maybe giving him like ten more minutes that could have been good. Um, so let's let's talk about the, the 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 goals that Leon scored. Just in general, I will say like all the goals are 
very lame, like very, very lame goals. Um, also in general, I would just say this game, like it was like, well, it was like an impressive game to watch and like, and it was, it was fun to watch for the beginning. This was like not a good game of soccer. Like I would say the game against Santos Laguna and the game against Tigres, like both teams, um, well, Tigres didn't play well in that game, but the, especially against Santos Laguna, both the Sounders and Santos Laguna played really good soccer. Um, and that just wasn't the case with, I feel like, with either team. And that's and that's why the goals end up coming off sloppy mistakes. Thoughts on, thoughts on the quality of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways this is also what you get from a cup final. You know, people don't want to make a mistake. Um, yeah. You know, that's... So there's a little caution and, you know, sometimes it feels like, you know, this is one of the, the one of the places where the Liga MX teams um, are, are better at this kind of, you know, low scoring game than we are, you know, kind of the way in which some of the, the um, annoying teams who do better than the U.S. in the World Cup are that, you know, we sort of, the U.S. wants to, you know, somehow wants to win a basketball game and come out ahead 72-63. Um, and we're just, you know, not very good at the mindset that lets you win a one nothing game. You know, exactly. that lets you, lets you have nothing happen and be ready to pounce on that, on that one thing that happens. And, and so in this case, it sort of felt like it was just a question of attention in those... Um, yeah, in those last couple of, um, in those in those couple of moments that resulted in the the, the goals, you know, getting on the wrong side as a defender from O'Neill, um, and and scrambling to you know to go down and, and get back, um, and um, so the first goal. Let's we'll talk about we'll just mention all those the goals. The first goal was just no one at the back post, no one's covering the second rebound after a good save by um, Fry. Um, just no one, I, I don't know where where our left, where our left center backs are in the left. Right, I think back. part of it was Madronda being far upfield, which is where he's supposed to be, but then somehow, you know, everyone else got sucked over to the near post and left left somebody alone at the far post. Then the second goal, like, again, there's no reason to challenge here. There's no reason to challenge here from Shane O'Neill. The ball's going out of bounds. Just stay on your feet. This is never going to – there is VAR in the tournament, but this was never going to get reversed. Did not win the ball. So that's a penalty. Third goal, um, just bad for Mariaga. And I – this happens – I, I do not I've never liked how much Ariaga um, plays with his feet. I feel like it, while he has success sometimes, a lot of the times, um, I feel like he does it in situations that are way too right. Big. He just always, you know he's as opposed to the way you know Chad Marshall or or even Ariaga would I mean, or even uh, Yamar would play. Um, some people he just... were blaming uh, Fry on this play. that's that's complete and utter 
bullshit. Um, well, I mean, again, you know, the, the question is... has plenty of space. Ariaga has plenty of space to clear this ball upfield or to either give it back to Fry. Or right, give but, it to but Fry, Fry should also know that he's not necessarily going to try to do that, you know, that he's going to try to play with the ball. So, so the question of should you as a keeper not give your defender who likes to dribble in a place where he might get caught if he dribbles, uh, the ball is a reasonable question. Um, you know, and again, I think the Sounders... Um, you know, the question of playing out of the back and are they getting more benefit than risk from doing it is is a hard one. What in general, what did you think about the refereeing this game? Um, I saw a lot of people complaining about um Leon flopping. Um, I thought the refereeing was like mixed. Um, there was a lot of um, so many, a lot of sounders got yellow cards. Um, for stuff that I thought was lame or I, I did I will say it was like mixed because it wasn't very consistent. Like league like Leon didn't get many yellow cards, but we did. So that was a little annoying. Um we talked about on the day that there was when um Raul Roy Diaz got a yellow card, Taylor Twelman says on the broadcast um, that was the clearest yellow we've had all day, which that one especially, like, I'm not, like, like, Rahul's, he's like, the studs are showing, Rahul's foot is pointed down in the replay that they showed, so I have no idea what Taylor was seeing there, but in general, what, what did you think of the refereeing? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's always, I guess, another thing that's a problem that's that's hard in a game like this, where there isn't um, you know, where the, the play, the teams don't know each other. The, the referees don't necessarily know the players involved and, you know, they're coming from two different leagues that have two different styles of refereeing. And so there's no, there's no way to referee the match. That's going to make everybody happy and feel it's been consistent with, with everything prior. Um, and you know, one style of refereeing is going to is going to favor a team that's more straightforward one style of, of refereeing is going to favor a team that's a little cagier um you know i the question of how much do people you know clutch their eyes and roll over seven times and you know and act as though they've been shot as long as the referee is watching um you know and basically saying mom you know he breathed on me um you know there's frustrating things about that certainly um I don't think you could point at any at any one particular call that was terrible. Um, obviously, you're right. The Sounders were on the bad side of the of the yellow cards being handed out. But again, is that you know sort of their failure to read what the referee was 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 choosing to call, or was that bias on the part of the referee? You know, it's hard to say. And you know, in the end, you just shots hit the post. If you're up by five, it doesn't matter if the referee makes a couple of bad calls. I also uh, believe that um, there was not enough stoppage time in this game um, for the amount of injured, faking injuries and also just other random stoppages in this game. Um, also, like, there was, the game got stopped for a little bit because of the, the chant again and there was like no stoppage time um, added on for that. Right, I guess about five um, minutes at the end of the game, which again didn't seem like yeah, enough. But didn't seem um, like enough. And then and then there was an injury or something in stoppage time, 
and he still called it at five minutes. So that seemed weird. I feel like at least there should have been one minute or there was someone went down um, and I, was, I wasn't happy with that call. Um, obviously, Benazay scored and now he's now injured. The goal is just a scrappy goal, but still a good goal from Benazay. He's now injured. Um, right, I think picked that up. Not in, not in the game, right? That was a training injury, we think? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that, but he wasn't available for the Kansas City game. Um, hopefully, again, he's back soon. Um, what did you think about um, – Did you, how many thoughts about the game being in Vegas? I mean, they've announced the final is going to be in Vegas, I believe, again next year. Um, didn't – Obviously, it wasn't. I think there were about twenty thousand fans there. Um, yeah, and I'll be interested. You know, I didn't. I didn't really hear a total count of you know how many of them were were Sounders supporters versus uh, Leon supporters, or how many were generic, you know, MLS supporters versus um, you know versus League MX supporters. It'd be interesting if anyone sure the sort majority, of the, the crowd. I'm pretty sure the majority of it was League MX um, Mexican fans. Well, I mean, again, I'm you know, I'm sure there were people who you know support sure. the Galaxy over over Chivas, and you know would have liked to see MLS win. There are probably other people who take the attitude like you do that you know they want their MLS team to be the first one to win this kind of competition. So I'm sure, in the same way, you might have been rooting against the Timbers if they'd been there. There were probably some you know some LAFC fans you know who want LAFC to be the to to win next year's version of this. Um, you know, it seemed like a pretty good crowd by, you know, by COVID standards for a midweek game. Um, I don't mind the idea of a neutral site, you know, the same way you put the, you know, the the the, the English Cup Finals in Wembley. Um, you know, Las Vegas like obviously has a different place in our national consciousness. I like that it's a neutral site. As much as I like that, uh, that MLS Cup got to be in Seattle in 2019. I think it's um, I think it's actually better if it's a neutral. I like to, I like if these things are at a neutral site that's decided um, ahead in advance. Um, I think, uh, I think it works well for finals. Um, right. So you know, obviously, it's one more thing that that makes the um, that makes me tired of the pandemic. You know, it. it it Las Vegas is a is an easy city to get to. You know, you and I could have gotten there um, if uh, you know if we'd if we'd wanted to, if it had felt like a, a good thing for the planet to be traveling. Um, and um, and yeah, you know, it's uh, it seemed like they you know it's potentially a way to open up an audience to soccer and 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 showcase uh, what could be a good game. And it looks like a nice stadium for all accounts. Um, yeah, basically, MLS or Don Garmer has has basically announced that they want to have a, a team in Las Vegas. Um, it's a, definitely a beautiful stadium that uh, I hope to go to some someday. Um, looking at uh, the, the announcement that came out uh, the day before the final, they've announced that they are expanding the League's Cup. Um, so in 2023, they're going to have every team in the UMX and every MLS team pause their season in like August, and then they're going to play a tournament. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this idea? 
I mean, it's just another. Yeah, I, I didn't actually hear details. I heard. I mean, it, and it's literally going to be sort of a month-long tournament with forty teams in it. Literally, with every. Yeah. Ev um, yes. Yeah, that that sounds you know messy and like a whole lot of games. Is it just a single elimination tournament? Uh, I believe it's. I'm not sure if it's single elimination. I think because that would need you know seven rounds like just at a minimum. I think it has like a a group stage. I think it might have some form of a group stage. It's like a World Cup format. Um. Anyway, like so this this is like another. Uh, do you think we're ever gonna? I don't think we're ever gonna get to a point where these leagues actually merge. Um, I, I like that they're trying to have more competition. Um, that that. Um, well, honestly, I don't know if I like the more competition because the way I I'm I'm looking at this. So they so they've announced um that the. The first, the, if you win the new Leagues Cup, you get to go to the round of 16, the CONCACAF Champions League. And if you come in second and third, you also qualify for the Champions League um, among the other spots that were already uh, happening. So there is some, there is something on the line for the, um, for winning this tournament, um, unlike there was this year. Um, so I think that is good. I think um, that this tournament should have access to the Champions League. Um, but also, like, um, with doing this, like, expanding the Champions League is also a different thing. Like, the Champions League used to be big, and then they made it smaller, which made sense to me. And now they're expanding it again. So um, this is sort of also how I feel about the CONCACAF Nations League. It's like CONCACAF is trying to, to copy um, UEFA and adding these many uh, international tournaments, and they just don't have the teams. They just don't have enough teams as compared to how many teams there are in UEFA that could actually feasibly compete. Um, I think... I think um, the scheduling is going to be like absolutely horrendous. I mean, there's already, there are already not many people attending these midweek games. We look at that game against Santos Laguna. Yes, it's a pandemic. Yes, it's midweek on a Tuesday, but there was no one there. Um, and then also like this also moves into the question of 2023 schedule is going to be really whack. Um, next year's MOS schedule is going to be really weird because we got the World Cup happening in November and December, so I have no idea what's what's going to happen. I mean, like, right? I mean, obviously, point, it would honestly, be this like, like, like we'll have to see like how this tournament actually formats. Um, but at the moment, like, it's also uh, at the moment, it's like I I think like the format that it has now is like fine um because it's also going to be like how are they going to decide which mos teams don't have to play in the first round or something because there are eight more mos teams more than there are in league mx um or there will be at the time um that this right i mean and it would be great to just have some consistency from year to year i mean i think that's yeah. one of the things that makes the tournament harder to follow you know makes it hard for um makes it hard for um 
fans to sort of understand what these tournaments are about when the when things change from year to year. And it seems like we're still going to have the Gold Cup and the Nations League in two years, which is stupid, which is just, it's like too many other tournaments um, that mean nothing um, since like the Nations League and the Gold Cup, like there, it's fun. Yeah. When the, when the U S wins, but like these tournaments aren't like that entertaining um, because it's like the same thing every year. Um, what, so this sort of brought, brought us into like the scheduling in the future for MOS. So like next year, the world Cup's going to be in November and December, which this year, especially it's during our playoffs. Um, we have the season goes into November and then MOS Cup is going to be in December. What does MOS do? Because they, they want their players to be at the World Cup and they want players to be there for the playoffs. What do you think the schedule is going to look like? Do you think as soon as this season ends, they're going to like start up even quicker so they can finish in October next year? Or what, what would you do? Is this the time where they somehow change their schedule to max? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know how you fit it all in, and um, it's hard to imagine, right? I mean, in the, you know, the Premier League has a problem too because of the the Winter World Cup, um, so I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they announced anyway, that they're going to stop. They've they recently announced that they're going to stop for about six weeks, and then right. But how you know stop. what are the, where are they where are they going to where are they going to get the extra time from? You know, are they just going to cram more games into the other thirty weeks of their season, or yeah. or what? Um, so anyway, I'm guess, I mean, I'm guessing it will probably go a little bit longer into May. Too. I mean, obviously, um, the overwhelming thing is we're hoping we're not dealing with the pandemic again at this point, and you know, whatever disruption we have in 2023, 2022 and 2023 is, is a whole lot less annoying than what we've had to deal with in 2020 um, and 2021. So, you know, again, I think soccer will survive. We will figure it out somehow, but you know, I'd love to have some consistency. I'd also love to have promotion and relegation. Um, You know, I'm not going to get either one for a few years yet. So we'll, we'll keep discussing it. Yeah, clearly don't want to be the schedulers, the MLS schedulers um, for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, seems, Devaney does not seem fun at, at this point. Um, so coming back to this week, we've got some other soccer games to talk about that happened, you know, after the cup final, yeah. which is the other weird thing when you have this final that sort of seems like it should be the climax of the season. And then, you know, oh, by the way, just a few days later, you're, you're back, you know, playing the, um, the team that thinks it's in first place um, going out to Kansas city. Yes. And so starting with the, the beginning um, before the game even started. So the lineup we came up with, um, uh, uh, so, so we have Alexi Lawless. This game was on Fox Sports. Um, Alexi Lawless and Marie Sadu and Rob Stone, all of them, when they're looking at their lineup, it's like it's a new lineup, two forward. This is the except this is the exact same lineup that started our first game of the season and a couple games after. This like it is the exact same formation. Um, and, and it was just like, okay, serious deja vu. 
um, as that was exactly what they said before. Um, and they said, and same lineup, same result. We got the win 2-1 at KC, which we have not won um, there since 2013 when Jimmy Triori scored 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 the game winning goal. I that was a uh, that was right after Alonzo had his second baby, or maybe it was his first. But then Alonzo. Yeah, and obviously, you know, a uh, uh, a game of of ups and downs for the Sounders. It, um, you know, Johnny Russell, who's who's always been. Um, you know, one of the most annoying players for us to play about because he play against because he seems to have a way of, um, of you know stepping up and running by us when we're when we least want him to, um, you know, getting one goal and seeming at times that he he could well have gotten the second and the third and continued that curse. So it was you know great that we prevented that from happening and held on yeah. for the win there. Yeah, I basically think of him as like the. The uh, lesser known Robbie Keane. He's like, I find him almost as annoying as Robbie Keane. Um, but uh, he's just not at that level. Like, he's definitely not as famous as Robbie Keane. But uh, for the most part, he was shut down. Um, he had he had uh, one chance that Fry made uh, with, a, uh, with a kick save. Um, it did hit off Fry, not the post. Um, that was probably his best chance um, of this game. Yeah, he had maybe he had one more besides that, um, but definitely did a good job to shut him down. Um, we're talking about the first goal. So first goal happens. Um, Christian Rodon scores again. Um, so definitely a little nerve wracking that we that he scored. Um, it's like oh, is this going to be like our last game? Um, but before this goal. Um, in the play, I thought that Graham Zuzzi gave away a penalty, could have been a red card. Um, for oh, on the earlier play against um, on Will Bruin, and they didn't even yeah. talk about it on the broadcast. This right? Be at yeah, least obviously the yellow the, card. Um, you know, hard to know. Obviously, a lot of a lot of pushing and hand fighting. Um, they did not. They know, didn't show a replay on 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 the broadcast. They didn't show a replay on the broadcast. It was funny to see. You know those shots of of how incredulous Bruin was that that no one was calling anything for him. Um, yeah, I mean Bruin looks outraged, but no one really else says anything. And I, I sort of thought like, so if the ball goes out, I feel like they have to look at this. Um, but even even after they the Sounders scored a goal on that play, they still should look at that because. Um, I mean, I would like to see that. So I guess again. that's a good refereeing question. You know, is there any? You know, I guess obviously they could they could give a red card conceivably, but they can't give a penalty yes. there. Um, so you yes, know, but they couldn't it... give him a yellow card. They couldn't okay. give him a yellow or a red card. Um, so if it if if it's dog so, would just... the rule that would the rule be that you can't get a you don't get a red card and a penalty, but if you can't get your penalty because we ended up scoring, can, does that mean can... it should be a red rather than a yellow? You can very much get a red card after a goal is scored. It's just like okay. advantage play. Like, like I'm going to think of it, this is an extreme example um, of the case, but if you like, imagine like uh, on the beginning of the attack, someone walks up and punches a player in the face and then their team goes and scores, the, the team that got punched goes and scores, like the punch happened before 
but that doesn't mean that when they score, that's negated. Like that player should still get a red card. Um, I I think the best example of this um, was in a play where um, it was uh, one year in Dallas. Um, there's no way you're gonna remember this. Um, a year in Dallas, uh, Dylan Remick got cleated to the groin area. Um, and it was a red card. It was clearly a red card, but ref plays advantage because Christian Rodon had the ball. And I can't remember who took the shot, but the Sounders um, forced a great save. Sounders win a corner. Dallas player got sent off before the corner. Definitely the correct call. It's in the same instant. Even if there's a goal, I think the ref, the ref knew he's given a red card on this play. So, like, I think Graham Sushi should have gotten a red card. Um, uh, but um, definitely happy the Sanders could get that first goal. By the way, speaking of Graham Sushi, what did you think about uh, the fact the announcers brought up about uh, Graham Sushi's sister's what? Did you hear that? Graham Sushi's sister's wedding. Um, oh, okay, right. The the yeah. fact that he, you know, that's why he wants to be to to win first place in the West, so he can go Is to there... his sister's wedding. Yes. Um, uh, nice planning, sis. Um, sis planning, like you know. Like, well, you know, at least she didn't schedule it for December tenth or something like that, which would have been even even more impolite. It's true. Um, it's COVID. Can you? He can't just be like it's COVID. You can't just push it back a little more. Um. Yeah, put it to next year when he'll retire. Exactly. I don't actually know if he's retiring, but he's 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 looking a little old. Um, exactly. Uh, so, the, and then uh, Sanders would get a uh, a second goal um, um, later by Will Bruin. Another very strange, uh, another strange goal. Robert yeah, that was a crazy speed. sequence. Yeah. You know, it looks Robert, like Rui Diaz yeah. sort of tried to you know rainbow it over somebody and then finish it. Um, oh, and... he's being a self. He's being. He, this was like a selfish play by Roy Diaz. It would have been a great goal if he finishes this. Um, but well, no, I don't even mean his attempted bicycle kick off the header. I mean his first play. You know, yeah, he gets I'm, the yeah, ball. I'm talking, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the first play. Um, okay, you're saying the play, fact that he didn't try to cut it back to somebody else. He tried to dink it over the top to himself. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the first play. Um, the second, the second one, I don't think it was selfish because i think he thought it was going wide yep because i mean it almost, it almost did go wide i mean it goes in off the post and, and bruin does a great job to win the header gets a second goal deservedly bruin has two goals now um on the season should have more but but good for bruin for getting that um skc would uh skc did get one back um in this game but sounders hold on win two one now they move to the top of the standings in the West. Still with a game in hand. Yes, with a game in hand on um, SKC. Um, three game in hands. Three game in hand on New England. So we have 48. They have 62. So it, it's still So all possible. we need is 14 points from those, from those three games, and we'll be right there? So it's possible, but we definitely need help. New England um, is now the only team – New England has officially clinched the playoffs. 
that I mean, this just shows how bad the Eastern Conference is compared to the Western Conference. Right, and obviously the unfairness of the unbalanced schedule that we have now. Yeah, um, yeah the supporter shield, like, like the supporter shield is even less. Like, it wasn't a Ralph and Trophy before, um, uh, before, but now like it's even more like less important because, like, at this point. At this point, because of how unbalanced the schedule is, they should give it back. They, I feel like there should they should give it to both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference leader. Right. Well, I mean the you know the the shield sense. itself, the physical trophy, is one question. You know, the question of home field advantage in the MLS Cup final is is perhaps the biggest one, unless you want to make yeah. that a home and home series, um, which I yeah, think is hard they, to do for that, a final. The, yeah, I I would hate if they did that for a final, but yes. That's going to be, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's very annoying um, that uh, they can get that when they have to go play. When, when um, we have to compete with LAFC and they have to compete with Cincinnati. Um, yep. It's uh, definitely, definitely doesn't seem um, very, very fair. Um, before we preview the, the next game, um, uh, also, I just wanted to bring up. So, I, I mentioned Taylor Twelman on this game. Did you like the um, thoughts on Taylor Twelman or and um, John Champion this game? I didn't like. I, I w- would have preferred that they stuck with um, Salazar and Gomez for the call. Um, yeah, Hercules Gomez, I think did a, did a great job. You know, sort of with his knowledge about about League MX and the Sounders, obviously. Yeah, they um, actually knew. They actually knew the MX. I was trying to think before this, like, I feel like John Champion really didn't say the names of many Club Leon people or didn't say any facts about League of X. And that's, yeah. So I I don't really know if they, you know, if they just sort of went reflexively with their, with their A team um, or if, um, 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 yeah. Yeah. If it's like in their car, if it's in Taylor's, contract any any soccer final on our network i have to people have to hear my annoying voice so he's got that in um he's got that in writing um wouldn't put it past uh wouldn't put it past that guy in his uh in his concussion head uh okay (laughs) okay but um uh, moving on to the sounders um uh, to the Sounders next game, which is later tonight. It's against San Jose. It's in San Jose at PayPal at PayPal Park. Um, San Jose beat us earlier this season um, in San Jose. No, not in San Jose. Um, um, in in Seattle, of course. The last time we went to San Jose, Stephen Fry remembers it. Alex Rodon remembers it. Um, very much hope that nothing happens to Stephen Fry this time. It's, it's just this field is just absolute death for Sounders injuries. Um, Roman Torres got injured there. Um, you know, I, but there's so many other players who have gotten injured at at, at uh, this field. Um, so what are you? What are you? What's your prediction? What's your lineup uh, for this game? Yeah, so I guess obviously uh, Ben is unavailable. Uh, Nico is still unavailable. Um, 
I'm not sure if there are other expected changes just in terms of rotations. I know you mentioned we we expect we'll see um, Leo Chu. Um, I'm not sure which three out Brian of four Spencer of said the... that he will probably start. Um, he will make his full debut in this game is what Smetzer said in an interview okay. yesterday. Um, so expecting to see him, if he comes in, who do you think gets benched or did you think that's, yeah, I mean, I, I guess obviously, you know, instead of you, I mean, I guess it would mean you wouldn't see Atencia and Leva. Um, but I'm not really sure who of, um, you know, who of Roe and, um, uh, Montero and Bruin uh, end up seeing the field. Um, and I guess you have your normal choice between Smith and Madronda at that wing. Um, is Nuhu fully fit now? Do we know? Yeah, Nuhu. I mean, Nuhu played. I mean, he started the game against SKC and looked great. So I would expect him to play. Um, I'd be surprised if he didn't play. Um, also, uh, Suzoko. Um, it, we could see Suzoko start since I believe Suzoko's back. Um, haven't seen him on the injury report recently. Um, obviously, we have another game coming up this weekend against Colorado, but it's back in Seattle. Um, San Jose, wow. Uh, so San Jose, um, is definitely the team that's so they're in 10th right now, Colorado's in third. Um, I would still say I'm a little more scared of San Jose than I am of Colorado. I feel like, right. I mean, the games with them have always been, yeah. have always been so crazy. Um, so and San you know, Jose is guess... just so annoying with um, their, their man, their man marking. It's like, um, they, you just get so frustrated watching a game against San Jose. Um, Right. So I mean, I guess that might, you know, make it a good, a good opportunity for somebody like Leo Chu, who has the one-on-one -on -one ability to, um, to go by them, you know, so, you know, do you rest JP or do you, or do you keep him, you know, as the, as both the ability to be the destroyer and to find the passes that can take apart that, um, that scrambling defense. Yeah. And uh, honestly, do you think there's, do you think there's any chance, um, that, uh, on our other three game weeks, we had obviously when we went to Austin and when we went to Dallas, we played like the younger lineup. Um, I don't think we're going to play a younger lineup, but when we did that, when we went to Dallas, we also gave Richie a game um, in the midst of playing Cleveland. Do you think there's any chance that Richie? I would be very surprised to, to see Fry sit down. I mean, Fry's, you like, know. Fry's like, I'm not going out there again. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I hope we don't have a situation, you know, with the, the, like like Zlatan not wanting to play on the on the turf at at, uh, at CenturyLink, you know, where Fry is going to yeah, say, "I'm not I'm not touching that grass anymore." Um, I mean, yeah, while we know, talk about while we've talked about injuries at this field, we've also had a lot of we've also had some good success at at this field. Of this, this is obviously we'll, we always will remember Jordan Morris scoring. Um, the very late goal that gave us uh, that helped give us a buy for the playoffs in 2019, and um, Raúl Diaz scored his first ever goal um, in San Jose. So maybe Leo Chu will score his first ever um, goal. Um, what is your score prediction for the game against San Jose? Um. Yeah, I think. 
what do I think will happen? Um, I'm going to say 1-0 to the Sounders. Um, both meetings of these teams before have been 1-0. I think that's not going to change. Um, I think the game's going to be really frustrating. Um, hopefully Alex Rodon doesn't have to play goal. Um, uh, that's right. I, obviously, obviously, we talked about Richie coming in to play goal. Maybe, maybe Alex Rodon gets the start. Um, that's a good point. He's been valuable on the field. It lets you exactly. get a, you know, get more of these players in. Um, I'm going to uh, go for a little more open game. I'll say two one with uh, Leo Chu uh, getting a goal. And so I was um, also going to say Leo Chu was going to score. Leo Chu is going to okay. score the the one goal for me. Um, I'm just saying, like the 42nd minute, 42nd minute, it's going to happen. Watch it happen. Okay. Um, and I'll go for, you know, Bruin with the second goal and with the own goal um, to make it 2-1. Really? You're going to do Bruin like that? Hands him an own goal? Okay. Jeez. I, you know, what I'm uh, saying is he, he gets to the ball, you know, okay. in dangerous places. Um, well, I still love you, Bruin. I, uh, I still love the bear, even if David doesn't. Um, uh, mo um, uh, moving on from that game. So after that game, we come home to face Colorado. Um, what's your score prediction for, for this game against Colorado? Um, uh, if, if, if we are resting players, this game should be pretty full, uh, pretty, should be pretty full. Um, also, um, also, we got another international break coming up kind of soon, and Raul Roy Diaz, um, he got called into the national team, so we're going to miss him for like three games. So I, I will. So he'll definitely be playing these these next two, I believe. Um, okay, but he, yeah, he's not a, out until until October until after the Colorado game. Yeah, um, I, I believe you know, that's true. I'm not even sure when the break is. Maybe it's maybe it's a game later, but. That's another thing that the Sanders have to worry about is we have to remember we got to find goals without him on the field. Um, hopefully he can. I didn't predict. I didn't predict that in the San Jose game, but we need him to score goals to because uh, he's two goals behind in the uh, Golden Boot race right now. Um, okay. Uh, um, so you know Colorado with the second best defense in MLS and uh, in, in across both halves. Um, you know, behind the Sounders. Um, so I think, you know, I'll say that game, I'll go for the 1-0 score prediction there. Uh, and let's say uh, Raul's going to score that one. Um, okay, so I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say 5-0. Um, okay. With, um, Love to see with it. With a hat trick from Raul, one goal from JP, and one goal from um, uh, Alex Rodon. Um um, getting his second goal for the Sounders. Uh, okay, you know we'd love to I see mean, that. You know so, these teams that that feel like they can challenge us at the top. You know, let's let's see if we can put them back in their place. And like we did the KC. Home, coming back home, I'm feeling feeling good. Um, I feel like uh, Raul Diaz gets his hat trick, pushes him above Ola Kamara. Kamara. Uh, for the golden boot, still wanted wanted to challenge for that, wanted to get that. Uh, so the game today we got, the, and then the game on Saturday. That game is against Colorado. We will be back after those games 
um, to uh, to preview uh, to to recap those games and then to preview the upcoming game after that, which will be against Vancouver. But for now, remember tonight, keep your scarves up. <laughs> <laughs>